March 13, 2012, it's a Watt from Pedro Show.
watch for Pedro show. I'm in Pedro, but I am not at the Love Grotto with Brother Matt. I'm not at my own pad. I'm at the jungle here. <laughs> Brother Shane's uh, music uh, greenhouse or cultivator, instigator, incubator. Yeah, you plant a lot of seeds in here. Thanks for having me aboard. <laughs> Uh, we started the show off with John Coltrane doing a blues legacy, and then we heard Sawako doing untitled long bass. That's not bass with two S's, that's the one with the E. But it's okay. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> Shane here has been a Pedro musician a long time, but what I want to do is start at the beginning here uh, of your musical journey. What's your first musical memories you have as a boy? Playing a ukulele when I was five years old. My, my, my mom and dad, I know they, they got me a ukulele. And I, I, I think I still have the lesson book. They, they wanted me to take lessons. I don't know why they wanted me to do the ukulele. You got that uke before you really understood records or I didn't sounds. understand any of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, it, it's a memory, though. Yeah, sure. And that those memories are like, like seeds, man. And, and uh, Did you ever, ever ask them later, why the uke? No, I never did. No, I did. But, but, but it was funny, though, because I... I kept that, uh, it's not a Mel Bay book, but it was one of those ones, you know, from way back when. And uh, I, it still has writing from that, that instructor that gave me some kind of lessons to do, I can't remember. But uh, I, but, but I just didn't do nothing for a six, seven-year-old kid. It just doesn't do it, man. <laughs> not for me, no way. <laughs> Maybe because they're small and your hands are small still. Maybe that's I think it's because, you know, the... Going through the tulips with me, you know, uh, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim, yeah. <laughs> My mom must have liked him a lot, or something. <laughs> he could play it. Yeah. Yeah, Arthur Godfrey. There were some cats rocking it. On the plane back from England, I saw a thing on George Harrison. He started getting into ukulele. You know, as I gotten older, I've noticed, appreciated a lot more, especially if you get these uh, bluegrass bands. You know that they got all these wonderful acoustic instruments, and they just fly. You know, like it's wow, it's unbelievable. So you're, you're getting instructed in the youth, but it ain't doing it for you? Not then. Not then. Okay. So you kind of put it down? I did. Okay. Uh, you're listening to records? Can you remember your first records you got? Sure do. Absolutely. It was Motown. Uh, uh, Chai Lights. Chai Lights. Um, have you seen her? Yeah. Tell me, have you seen her? Way before Hall and Oates, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you can sing good, too, though. Oh yeah, he's in that tradition. In fact, oh, I understand clearly. But I've been, uh, but uh, when you're listening to KCLW, I think was the, the oh. call, the call letters. And I had a little pillow, little microphone, so my mom and dad wouldn't, because you know, they could hear it through the heater vent. You know, and they, they were just going crazy, man. <laughs> Turn that shit off, Shane. What, you know. Was that here in Pedro? No, I was in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Oh, wow, Windsor. Yeah. Across from Detroit, of course. Right. That's Motown. That's right. Oh, okay. that's right. That's where I got all my all that stuff, you know. Yeah, and in fact, George Clinton recorded there and stuff with uh, Windsor musicians. Windsor I've heard stories about it. Yeah, yeah, because there was a connection. Windsor is a uh, it's, it's it's an industrial town, you know, because of the, the auto factories. Sure, the the sure. big three are over there, and most of the people in that town are two hundred eighty something thousand are working for the auto factory one way or another. Yeah, but. Uh, that, you know, when I first got hooked on the guitar, and I was really loved music, then that town it, it rocks. They, they, they of all kinds of music, every fucking every kind. Yeah, I never got to play. closest I played there in Canada is London. 
in that town, if you're going to play a club, you're going to have a three-way PA, you know, bass, mids, highs, with the horns, and, and uh, somebody working monitors, and another one doing lights, and they all got bars. And every single bar is like that. There's not a single bar where you can get away like you can in Pedro over here with the 410 cabinets, you know, 410 speakers, two little towers, put a little fender, like a little master voice in the theater type of thing. Yeah, yeah. You can't get away with that shit over there, man. <laughs> so Windsor was had a live scene. Oh, yeah. I know there's bands out there, you know, my friends in the Stooges, they told me about, and in the 60s, it was a happening thing. Right Still across is. the river. And that, there always was a connection to the Prohibition thing. <laughs> the Purple Gang running the booze. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> always been a connect. I got friends with my parents that so, did that stuff. <laughs> okay, you're from Windsor. Okay. Yeah, last year I was on tour. And I like I said, I've driven through there a bunch, but never played there. I, you know, I, was I gotta a, play there. It's the coolest thing, man, because uh, once you get old enough when you're a kid over there, and then you can go to Detroit. I used to go to, like, to the soup kitchen, Ethel's Lounge in Detroit. I'd go see Albert King down at Ethel's Lounge and down at the soup kitchen and see Albert Collins and stuff like that. And like, I was like, uh, that's when Michigan had the drinking age at 18. Yeah. And uh, so you can go in these places there. And I see Albert Collins, man, when I was 18 years old. And I think, well, holy cow, man, holy cow, that guy plays so cool. 18. Now we're jumping ahead. Oh yeah, we are. Right. But 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 I still, I'm not the chai lights. Yeah, but, but you got to remember, all that was from learning how to appreciate it underneath my pillow. Sure, sure, sure. sure. And well, when's the move to the guitar? Oh, that's it. Uh, that, um, blah, blah, blah. Wow, man. I probably. Oh, I was. Oh, I got pictures. They're on the walls. What am I talking about? I was in uh, grade eight. Grade eight. Grade. grade eight. Whatever age that is. <laughs> what is that? Fourteen, fifteen? Somewhere around there. Yeah. 15, thirteen, maybe. And what was it? Electric guitar. Yeah, but who a made pan. it? A pan. 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 Okay. It looked like an SG. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And an amp came with it? I bought How'd a brand new Marshall then. Okay. I had a paper a Marshall. Wow. <laughs> you had a big sound. Yeah, I had a 100 watt fucking Marshall, man. What made you think right away to get a big amp like that? Because Ted Newsom had one in the uh, Amboy Dukes. <laughs> that makes sense. So you're going to gigs then. You're seeing these people play. Oh, man. I, as soon as I got picked up a guitar, I was going to gigs and having an adult take me. Always. Okay, okay. I saw Bob Seger when he was doing high schools. Yeah, yeah. Bitch. So you get a, a pan guitar and a Marshall amp. And what are you doing? Jamming in the bedroom? In the bedroom, in the basement. And wait for man my alone, though. No band yet. Oh, I had man. Right away? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, how'd you start learning on that guitar? Off records? That's the only way. Okay. Yeah. Well, right away, you say to your buddies, come on, let's make a band with Cats from School? I had a paper route. Okay. And when I was going on a paper route, I heard these guys play drums and bass in this one garage, so I I just stopped the paper route and went and knocked on the garage, opened it up, and there they were. I mean, there was dudes already jamming. Yeah, oh. and they were my age. So it was perfect. And you didn't know them. They're just on your route. Yeah. It's kind of like it still is today. <laughs> so, you, wow, I hear you making some sounds there. Can I join in? That's right. Oh, man. Now, this band, this is your first band then. Okay. Are you guys just jamming? If I lean back one foot, yeah. go in that cabinet right there, yeah, I can pull out a lyric sheet that I wrote from, from those days. With those kids. So right away you were writing songs. But oh, you were yeah. copying records too, so you guys were playing yeah, some we were, covers we were, also. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But you were still writing right away. Right away. Yeah, I bet you. Can't Find My Band was the first song. Can't Find My Band. That's right. <laughs> How the hell do you remember that? Wow. <laughs> hey, people, we're, we're going to play you some Shane right here. Here's something uh, 
called Looking Ahead, even though we're looking back. One more for love, man.
Pedro Show. Uh, starting that up was uh, Shane O'Brien with uh, Looking Ahead. And then we heard I'm a King Bee by the Dirty Beaches. Brother Alex. And then we heard Charles Hollis Jones by Grant Hart. You know who Grant Hart is, LZ? Sure That's right. He ain't playing much drums these days, but he wants to. Yeah, he's got plans for me, he says. And then uh, finally we had a little... Little Nose by the Redneck Manifesto. Those are some Irish cats. I 
got to play with in Tokyo uh, last year. And, uh, no, this last fall. They were bad. Irish There's a lot of young people. Yeah, Ireland's got quite a scene of bands. A lot of them instrumental. And dude's just tearing it up. Tearing it up. They, they, make you, uh, they make use of different kind of key patterns for themselves. Like sure, sure. For their melodies. Sure, sure. A lot of that, uh, you know, goes back to the fiddle and that. These guys kind of translate that to the electric guitar. Right. Or they do these trippy open tune-ins and uh, some amazing stuff. cats. Neat stuff to, to experience playing with them. Yeah, it is. It is. It was very inspiring. And very young, in their 20s and shit, and tearing it up. Right. Their own sounds. And uh, I got to... The North End in the Republic... Both, both uh, parts I got to play with uh, bands from there. And yeah, no. Is there a difference? No, not with music. Okay, I was wondering. There's not even a border there now. Now when you drive, yeah. you don't even know, except the signs are in miles instead of uh, oh, really? or meters or kilometers instead of miles. <laughs> which is a good thing, huh? Yeah, it's yeah. a great thing. Absolutely. Oh, and yeah, like their sounds thing. are like, they're going for it. I'm, uh, I have a lot of respect. Uh, scenes all over the place, believe it or not. Yeah. Maybe it's not so much uh, known about uh, in the merch world, but in the circles I travel, I see it and stuff, and there's a lot of good energy with the young people trying to come up with their own, own sounds. Back to your story as you were younger, looking for my band. I can't find I my can't band. can't find my band. Yeah. First song you wrote, you even got the words here. Yeah. And your document, document tour. Document tour. Documentary, uh, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> LT, LT, I told him we were going to do this show here a couple days ago, and uh, he made an observation to me. He goes, "Shane, you're an archivist." Yeah, that's it. Yeah, archivist. That's I am too. And so, but, yeah, uh, not shit hoarder. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the shit hoarder. <laughs> actually, before no, it's a good thing. You I know? this room to get rid of a lot of shit to make sure it was nice and pretty when you got here. That's what oh, so that's I, righteous. <laughs> I like. Stuff like this because um, it's only one. It's That's individual. Right. It's like a, your thumbprint. Okay, you're playing with these guys. You're jamming in their in their garage. Obviously, was the prac pad. Uh, when do you guys do your first gig? Or did you ever do gigs? Yeah, we did. Okay, absolutely. Well, did. I was in there. You got to. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think we made it through like a. We started getting into high school together, so we were. It was grade eight, grade nine, whatever. And grade nine, yeah. Then we started doing the uh, the talent things for the. Uh, High school, right? Uh, assemblies, you know, talent. Uh, I forgot what they call talent assemblies. And then uh, we were, thats when we started learning how to party too, though. So kind of how to handle a little bit every time. <laughs> but we, we we couldn't go on any of the functions that were not musically related, you know, because uh, they would relate us to that band, that guys. <laughs> they okay. can't go on the camp trips with the with the with the youth committee or whatever <laughs> the things were called, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, none of that. <laughs> oh well, were you bringing songs into the band? Yes. Or was the band writing together? No, you bring them in. I bring them in. Yeah. Okay. Well, I sang them too, you know. Right, right, right. So they were kind of a, what a rhythm section for you. In retrospect, for sure. Yeah. But actually, a, a rhythm section that uh, you know we got that camaraderie thing, you know, when you're young, and so yeah. so it was a there was never a question whether we would do it, you know. What do you got for us today? Oh, like that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And it was power trio. That's it. Yeah, I, I'm partial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> more room in the van. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, do we love speakers? <laughs> so, 
you guys, you're you're playing, you're probably playing keggers, two parties and stuff. And you know, in Canada, the the keggers thing wasn't a big deal. Oh, different. Yeah. Okay. What's well, a little colder? It's a little colder. <laughs> we would have bush bashes, they're called. Okay. So uh, what's we, a bush bash? Well, more we, in the woods. Yeah. Well, you, you you know when you live in a city like Windsor, man, you go yeah. about twenty minutes out of, on a freeway or. You know, the only freeway around. Right. And all of a sudden, you're on County Highway Number 2. Yeah. And County Highway Number 2, we know somebody... I think the road through Windsor is Number 3? Highway 3? I I believe it's 2. I believe it's 2, and then the uh, the 101. The big guy that goes across. Yeah, the Trans-Canada Highway. Yeah. Yeah. But I think so, for you some know, reason I'm thinking of number three. Well, to tell you the truth, Mike, you know, I'm a little hot, hazy and all that, you know, because I moved out of there when I was 19, so. It's a little wild, though. Yeah. And wide ain't that far, but he's still hazy. I, 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 t- <laughs> I, t- I, t- I tell you, you know what, right? I'm saying right with you. <laughs> so you're playing out in the woods, these bush bashes. Yeah. What, you guys got a generator and you set up? Exactly. Badass. Exactly. Oh, man, I tell you what. Now, was there a scene? For a couple was there days. other bands? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Windsor had a scene, a lot of young people making bands. You know, the funniest thing about what, it... What era we're talking? Oh, man. We're talking like 19... No, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> wow. How old are you? 74, yeah. 72? The, oh, so we're talking 70s. Okay, yeah. early 70s. That's where I did it. Cool. <laughs> you, you'd be surprised how young people want to know about those days. You know, those, those days are so cherished for me, man. So yeah. cherished. Uh, back then, uh, that's when I started going about 50-50 on the original mix, and I never even knew that's what I was doing. That, yeah. that, 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 it was just a natural thing to do. That's all there's to it. Yeah. And, uh, and when we go to these bush bashes out in Essex County, the, uh, uh, being some back of some farm field, you know, there was uh, some road going that they had for service road, and it would take you into the little forested area, and like you said, we'd have campfires, and like that. there'd be like 50 cars there. You know, yeah. And there'd be like four or five different bands, and nobody knew the other bands were coming, but everybody was so cordial to each other. Sure. We'll play first, you play next, you play next, let's play yeah. again, you know? It was really Happen. great. Next, the next day when you go to leave, though, after two days later, you'd be yeah. driving over beer bottles like, oh, man, you cannot not miss them, you know? <laughs> Some guys would make money just collecting the, the debris. <laughs> <laughs> now, did this band have a name? Mandrix. Mandrix? Yeah. Mandrix. It's a drug. Yeah, it's a heavy down from Germany. That's right. Like, the, um, um, when dudes went to the army, they... We knew what Get we were a doing. Hobby. We knew what we were doing. <laughs> it was a heavy down. Wow. I think I still got a guitar case with a spray painted on there somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So there's no mystery there. No, none. Uh, how long did this band this band make it through high school? You know what? Um Because um, you say you bail at nineteen. Well, no, let's see. I bailed there at nineteen. Yeah. Oh, but the band keeps going. No. No, 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 no. I think I put uh I'm trying. See, I'm, I went with another cat. I, I say his name in a minute, but I want to make sure I get my timeline right because if he hears this, I don't want him to think I don't know what I'm doing here. So, because uh, his picture's right there on the wall, so he's looking right at me. <laughs> Mr. Craze? Oh yeah. Well, that's the name of the band. But Stu Hayden was the uh, the bass player. He's ten years older than I am, so he's always watching over me, man. Oh. And uh, uh, so I, I think when he grabbed me, I was still in high school, and I think I was about two years to go in high school. So that puts you at about grade 12. Grade 12. There it is there. That's what how so long, that's how long they lasted. Okay. What broke the band up? Still. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you got that right for him there. <laughs> <laughs> as, soon, as soon as he got a hold of me, yeah. that was it. Okay. Because he's in his late 20s by then. Yeah. He's 10 years older so than me. So such a gap. Yeah. yeah. So you still playing though? 
what's next in your music? Because uh, Mandrix is done. That's right. And then we got into this band here, the Craze. Craze. Right. Oh, he takes you in. That's right. Yeah, but the, but the band he's wasn't not part existing. of the paper out band. No. Oh no, oh no 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 the band was no it was oh he's putting it together with you with me yeah and he said Shane why don't you play with me and, and then, he's a Windsor cat yes he is yeah. but now he's losing Carmel Cali too yeah yeah the, 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 was doing the uh, the Carmel use Carmel U C Y C Carmel Youth Center yeah they have a music facility in there yeah and he's the engineer for that oh great right. Thank you, Mr. Stu. Yeah. So you guys, you guys put together a band called Craze. Yeah. Oh, let's play uh, some more music before we get into the crazy yeah, that's story. That's
Mike never drove, so he never drove alone. Born alone, you die alone. Pull into a truck stop and gallop alone. Where every trucker looks like the devil. Like pictures of the devil. Like they kill you worse than cops. Or buy you a beer, two beers, if they knew what you were thinking. About they looking like the devil. Or killing you or buying you beers. But there's no beer at this stop, so it's only devil killing.
for Pedro Show. That was uh, Small Town by Seasick. I think they're from the Bay Area up in Oakland. And Many Birthdays Before That with Film. They're Austin. What's in Austin now? South by Southwest. Yeah, it was there last year. That's kind of a weird thing. But uh, Many Birthdays are great people. Uh, Kerouac ahead of that with uh, from Spielgusher. Spielgusher new album uh, I did with uh, Mishuko and Richard Meltzer. Big hero named Lee Boons. He wrote lyrics for uh, Oh wow! But he's done all kinds of stuff. He's an incredible man. He's up in Portland now. And uh, before that was Dose. Oh, new yeah. Dose album. The Winds of May. The song. I've had this band, Shane, 25 years. Dos? It's just two bases. Dos, uno, dos, tres. How do you get away with two bases on a live performance? How do you do we that? We did one last week How in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> a lot of it's composition. you got to make holes for each other because you're sharing the same kind of narrow frequency. Wow, interesting. It's challenging. It's interesting. Oh, I bet. Actually, there's some train albums where he's get using two bases, but he's got all kinds of stuff going on, too. Yeah, like that Ascension and Live in Seattle. There's two bases. Must be an experience, huh? Yeah, well, that's why we did it. Was to challenge him. Yeah. It was a narrow thing, and you got to make room for each other. Almost like playing ping pong. You knew what you're getting into when you got into it. On purpose. Yeah. We thought because <laughs> base people are always having to fight a little bit. Actually, not really, because we look good making the other cats look good. But uh, <laughs> you didn't have to worry about fighting here because it's just us. Otos. <laughs> <laughs> and then we started uh, with light. And a song called Bond, something brand new they recorded. Uh, Light, some amazing, these are cats in their 20s from Tokyo, and they can play. Amazing me how this, some of these young people can, I can tear it up. Yeah, I'm tear it up. There you go. You know, I'm, I, th- I believe everybody's got something to teach me. You know, of course, the older cats, they've been around and got their own, they figured out their own persona, or they're on the road to learning about it. Maybe you never figure it out, you're always on the road to learn. But then the young people, too, just because they, are going for it. There's some kind of special energy there too. So I try to from both. I, I understand completely. I I, I I know especially like uh, when when I was playing with Stu Hayden over there, you know, for when we changed the bands from Mandrakes and Craze. Yeah. I, I noticed that right away. I noticed that uh, being around a, a musician that had a ten year seniority on you, you might say, as far as public performance or writing or playing or whatever, that there's there's a certain thing in there that 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 his comfort zone. Yeah. There's a comfort zone. He's got a signature style in within that, and yeah. I, I might not have known exactly to define it, something like that back then. Yeah. But I knew that there was something that I, had, I had to stay there. Just to, how'd you bump into him? Um, he there was a, a buddy of mine of one of the bush bashes. He uh, he knew this cat that fucking was uh, in town and wanted to play a lot and and. Uh, and somehow, some way, I schmoozed my way in there, you know. And, and uh, I, I tell you, once I got a schmooze in there, I didn't care how I got in there. I was there, you know. But, right. Uh, you know, Since we're going to make a band, and you put together this craze thing. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what was the craze trip? Craze trip was a, uh, a original music. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, remember, I remember. So is it more than bush bashes? Did you start playing clubs? Oh, yeah. Start touring? Yeah, he had the club connection. This is your second man. That's right. What about recording? Uh, we did, did that you, too. You never recorded with men. No, Mandrix in a way. You know what? No. Oh, there's a good possibility that there is, but it's not on a. Not you a didn't studio. go in the studio. Some dudes might have recorded at a bush band. I, you know, we all had great cassette players back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ghetto blasters, you know, with the microphone sure, in it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 
I got recordings of that still. But you first go in the studio with Stu. And yeah, we uh, went to Craig. Bullfrog Studios. Bullfrog. In, in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And in Toronto, we went to... Uh, oh, all the way west. For you people who don't know, Windsor's in the middle. It's near Detroit. So for him to go to... There's actually three mountain ranges to get to Vancouver. I, I've done it. Yeah. The, the, the town... Well, I've done it from west to east to go play Calgary from Vancouver. And the first town after the mountains is Perot. Banff, no, Perumph's in uh, Nevada. Nevada, yeah. Uh, Banff. Banff, that's Banff. That's yeah, there's a town called Yellowknife that's in the mountains, and then you come down and there's Banff. And it is beautiful. It's three mountain ranges. Well, they have, the Canadians have their own Rockies. Whatever, They've got yeah. a couple other ranges, too. And certain times of year, you can't even travel because of avalanches. There's, it's some intense roads, but it is beautiful. Some of the best skiing, too. Yeah, and then you come down into uh, Alberta, and it's pra- that's where the prairie starts. And that goes all the way uh, Saskatchewan to Winnipeg, and then things start changing again. But there's this huge prairie, and you want to know cold because there's no... It comes the wind comes right from the pole down there. You know, I, I, you know, I remember going from Toronto to Thunder Bay, Thunder Bay and uh, up to above that, uh, all the way around Lake Superior. Yeah, and getting into Saskatchewan and doing that circuit. Yeah, there, with these guys. Sure. And, and uh, I remember seeing no cars for 150 <laughs> miles on one on the Trans Canada Highway there, yeah. the other way or my way. And uh, wow, I remember I hit a fox one time or across the street. And I thought, yeah. bam, I hit him. You know, <laughs> and I thought, wow, man, that's. Messed up, and I hate doing that. I don't yeah, like killing sure. at all. <laughs> and, but I, who would have stopped if I hit, if I wrecked? Nobody would have, man. There's because there's nobody there, man. But right. then you get to those little towns, yeah. And all of a sudden they come out of the woodwork, man. Yeah, yeah. They, they pack those places. So there was a whole circuit you guys were touring. Oh hell yeah! And you get out to Vancouver and you record. Oh, Old frogs in Vancouver. And and played. And played, yeah, of course. Enough to pay for a condo. Oh really? Yeah, three story condo. So you guys started living out there? Yeah, for okay. two years. Okay, so you leave Windsor. That's when you left Windsor. I mean, I mean, no, that's when we got stuck in Vancouver. Okay, okay. Going down, what is it, gas? You didn't leave Windsor, you got stuck in Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> you know, expensive to get back home. That's a good home. way to put it. Good way to put it. Vancouver's a beautiful town. There's the mountains, there's the ocean. Oh, my God. North Bay, that English Bay, the gas town down there, and then you go to Whistler Mountain. Gas town's usually, I still play in that area. You ever, you ever played a, what's it, uh, I'm trying to remember, the, the, uh, the Smiling Buddha? Smile, no, I never played there. Oh, man. I played the Starfish Club. I played uh, Dick uh, Richard on Richards. Or and, Orange uh, Number 5. You ever played the Media one? Club was the one I played <laughs> last year. I mean, this the first time I played there was in 83 or 84. God, what was it called? Town Pump? That's in Gastown. Might uh, have been. My memory's kind of bad. Too. Yeah, the, the, uh, the black, the black stallion, or something like that, was a was a place down in Gastown that we played. It was pretty, it some well, rough we're still areas down there. Sell, oh, yeah, I was. That's yeah. a rough part of town, That's man. Right. If you're not ready for it, yeah, wow. you gotta be ready. Keep your yeah, eyes there's, up. there's one club I remember, man. Watching this band play before us, the guy was a, a smoking guitar player. I'd never forget his licks. But uh, uh, Stu, ten years older than me, he played Vancouver before. He told me, man, whatever you do, don't sit in the middle. Sit against the wall. In case something happens, you're back against the wall. Yeah, you got an eyeball seat to see what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Stu's a smart man. <laughs> you know, we had a club there too, uh, Tommy Chong. Oh yes, I did know because I got to meet him, and he told me he got his start up there. They also got one in Toronto. I remember. I think it's Scarborough. In those days? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because he told me when they first started getting together, he had a little club up there in Vancouver. So, you guys got stuck there. Yeah. 
I couldn't figure once we had a condo, I don't know yeah. how they talked me into doing this, but all the dough we were making, it was great. I got, I got a old flyer from back then, it's right over there. We, we listed out what it would cost for a four-nighter, for a two-nighter, for uh, accommodations. All the bullshit was all right in our, our press, yeah, press kit. It was a three-way flyer. Yeah. And, and uh, it worked. Man, we played all over the place, all over the place. Toronto, we'd go from back and forth there to Toronto. That's a hell right. I flew. They they took a train. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Stu. Uh, now, what were you saying? You can't believe they got you to uh... get a condo. Okay. I can't remember, man. I'm 18 years old. And, yeah. You know, and you're not thinking about stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking about being responsible, spending money on a condo. Period. You know, having paid a monthlies. Yeah, yeah. But we lived a life of Riley too, though. Okay. And then what happened? Uh, oh, well, save for the next hour. All right, fine. Because. Uh, uh, you come to in the first hour, March 13, 2012 edition of Waffle Pedro Shirts. Hold tight for hour two. Uh, March 13, 2012, it's the second hour of the Waffle Pedro Show. Uh, Michael Del Rico, man, look forward to this video. We remember you, brother. We remember you well. Real well. Union Ironwork, Los Angeles, California. 30 feet in a hole. And his working life and his family. You get up every morning and every night now Out on the big iron now What a high, what a high it is, y'all What a rush that it is, babe Out on the big iron On the big eye. On the big eye, babe. You got your union brother for you, babe. What a comrade, what a friendship that it is. It's a camaraderie now Yeah, you left on me, baby You see your family and your life Stay out of the hole Yeah, you get high Every morning, day in and year after year after year Oh, oh, oh. 
just a rust flight in the air. And you'd give your left arm now. You give your left arm now. You give your left arm now. Just as soon as she is family and his life. Stay told. I got food that's gonna bring it out. We're all one another. Ain't that the big iron now? Ain't that the big iron? Oh, man. Oh, 
on the big eye, on the big eye.
Watt from Pedro Show. We uh, start off the second hour. Shane O'Brien doing the big iron. And then uh, Mike, no, uh, no Tools from Robert Pollard after that. He's got a new album. You know Robert, he's got a band called Guided by Voices. Pretty incredible. Prolific. We're talking about you writing a lot. That's Scott right? So, yeah, he's great. He's from Dayton. Wow. And then uh, No Spare from Double Dutch Picnic. Cat named uh, Jack is in that band from Montreal. Oh, okay. Quebecois. Huh? And, uh, Quebecois. Yeah, he's a um, sax man for Dirty Beaches. Get, get this, he gave me the music uh, over a couple days ago in England. Yeah. A cassette. Oh, really? Dudes are putting out cassettes again. Oh, again? I mean, yeah, for a while they stopped, right? I mean, you're trying to tell me that. I know for our day it was, but they stopped for a while there. They absolutely did. Yeah, <laughs> but they're back. I mean, he had a little album cover and everything in the box. Are they going retro? Is that the That's idea? That's what it is, retro. Well, I'll get Burger Records put a lot of them out lately. And then, uh, oh yeah, right, uh, Burger, Guevara. And Burger Records and, and Burger, Burger, right. Water on the Bridge. Right and then we heard, uh, We Are Not Built to Last by Courtesy. can't remember where they're from, sorry. But I want to know the story about this uh, Big Iron song. Well, it's a, it's a, I had to go to Rose Hills one day. It was a, during the middle of the week. I had to take off from work. as was a union store on a job. And uh, uh, word got around in our trade, our union iron worker trade, that let's go to this funeral because it's really important. And what it is is uh, a young man had passed away, went 14 floors in a hole. Down at the Caltrans building, downtown LA, when they were doing that the structure, and uh, I knew the people he was working with. I knew the young man because he worked with me before on, on the, that job, on another job when we did uh, work for Herrick down at the, at Amgen. Well, this was a, I think this was a Herrick job, and it was, for, like I said, the Caltrans building down there, and uh, it was just a mistake that happened, man. It's just a, it was a, it was a goddamn tragedy, is what it was. It was just a fucking tragedy, and um, he was about 28 years old, and. Went to the funeral, and I'd, I'd never been to an ironworker funeral before, and, and I, I couldn't imagine me having to go. Well, when I went, uh, Jim Henderson came down from Simi Valley and picked me up, and uh, here we are, we're going to Rose Hills, because uh, that's what I had to do. And there was a bunch of people coming from job sites all over these three counties, L.A., Ventura, Orange, Riverside, and uh, all of a sudden this chapel in Rose Hill was packed to the brim, and uh, we're talking about the most beautiful one down there, that's for sure. And uh, they have a balcony that goes all the way around, like a horseshoe balcony. And uh, I, I couldn't go downstairs, you know, I just couldn't do it. And I just, because uh, I, I was in shock about this whole deal. Um, it's, it's a very serious thing. Yeah. And uh, up in the balcony, I, I could hear that they had little little monitor speakers uh, shook out all, all throughout the balcony. So you could hear every single little pin drop, every single little whisper when the mom went up and did her... Uh, her, 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 her speech there uh, she had mentioned something about uh, the young man uh, let, let the lesson be learned that don't do what your foreman says if there's something dangerous about it and and just make sure that you, you work safe and all that so, well I know the foreman and the foreman didn't do anything wrong it was just a tragedy it was a real bad tragedy and everybody felt it we all did every one of us and uh, when I left there I thought my god man the First of all, Henderson's got to drive me home. And on the way home, I had him stop within a mile out of, out of uh, Whittier over there and 
pull over to the side and I said, hey man, I gotta get something to drink. And I, when I was just sitting there thinking about this and I thought, man, somebody's gotta do something about something about helping or something. And I, I so I, he had a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone back then. And I said, uh, can I call anybody I want to? And he said, yeah, sure. So I started calling Butch Vito. I called Jimmy Solo up. I called up uh, 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 Doc Owens up and I called uh, Tony Cena up and I asked them if uh, they would just trust me no matter what they're doing right then and there to meet me here in the jungle here. And uh, it was set up then like it is today. And so when they came here, they knew that I was, like, I guess they could tell from the tone of my voice that I, I had to get, there's something I had to say and I had to say it now or else I wouldn't say it right. And uh, they, they were all here, man. They were waiting for me when I got home. And, uh, and uh, we opened up the door and pre pretty much didn't say nothing. And uh, they, they just got on their instruments and they just sat there and they just, hands on their laps and they kept looking at me and just waiting. And when I figured out I got my tone right, then I just rolled the tape and go. And this is what we come up with. And, it went, and I ended up putting this on a, a CD that only had two songs and I was thinking about the old singles. You know, when you do box singles, side, yeah. And I figured uh, uh, I had written a song for, for about the New York thing, and then uh, th then this one here would be the other flip side. And I figured whatever ones I would hawk at whatever gigs and stuff like that, I just pitch it over to the kids, uh, uh, his wife, which, but they're two young kids. And I figured to help them do something. Yeah. You know, I didn't get to hawk enough. I tell you, that's right now. I needed to hawk a lot more because uh, it, all of a sudden their family's dying. You know, and that we care for, we take care of our own, and, yeah, and sure. I wanted to be part of that picture. You know, and uh, beautiful. Yeah, that's that's why I say at the end of the song, is, uh, um, see what tomorrow brings, and uh, with, a, with a new day and a new dawn. New dawn you know, yeah, very hopeful. Yeah. Uh, First time I got yeah, to let's tell play a little more music, and then I want to hear about what happened with Craze. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> I'm 
Uh, for all you fascists out there. show uh you just heard uh kropotkin vodka or vodka by pussy ride there's a band in russia of these young women that are intense i mean they'll set up on top of anywhere 
and just start a gig, you know, with the cops and stuff. Check it out on YouTube. They're called Pussy Riot. They sing in their own language. It's pretty uh, in the face of the bosses there. Yeah, I'll look it up and, for uh, sure. I would say balls out. No, <laughs> I, but there it is balls out. Even they, they do got balls, though. Sure, man. Okay, and before that... Uh, They're just on their insides. <laughs> doesn't matter by uh, the reactor core Splendid. That's a new one, man. And then who scored from Toys That Killed? Sam yeah, Pedro's very own with Todd Congelier. That's right. Recess Records. Originally from Torrance, so you know that. I, I didn't know that. And yeah, a professional skater, too. Incredible cat. Huh. He's really humble. You wouldn't know. Because yeah. you, don't, you don't buff no badge. No teeth, man. Yeah. You know, I know about a lot, a lot of good cats around here, man. That's why I, I, I stay here. Yeah, there is. Uh, and then we start out from Loop Rider by Boris. Uh, now let's get back on this craze. You're in the band craze. You're in a condo in Vancouver. You're a young man under the wing of uh, Mr. Stu, the basement. Yeah, Mr. Stu Hayden, by the way. Stu Hayden. Yeah. He, uh, Stu was telling me, man, hey Shane, you know, you do realize that Jimi Hendrix played here when he was young. And I was thinking here at the town, he goes, no, 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 Shane, great in this club. I said, oh, wow, this is really cool. And then it, it, that just generated me to call booking agents and promoters you name it if I had the number I'm calling them you know and we were doing gigs so our flyers were just doing great and then all of a sudden we're in Toronto playing at the Masonic in Toronto down on Young Street I know that Pat yeah yeah oh. <laughs> who did I play with I can't remember but I remember that Pat with Iggy Pop no, we did, we did a gig with Iggy Pop back then. Yeah, <laughs> we had a bullseye painted on a at the Masonic. Yeah, okay, that's where I first heard of him. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, he ended up playing with Canadians, Whitey and his brother uh, on the drums. They were Calgary Cats. I didn't know that. Alex was his brother. His brother got ran over last year in the desert. Oh no! Like the uh, oh, what do you call that? Uh, Joshua Tree and stuff. Oh, There's oh. these places with no lights and shit. Oh yeah, well, the desert. In fact, there. a couple people got run over at the same place. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. I know, I know. I know but anyway, fair, yeah. what, what what happens with Craze? Well, so you're 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 in you're in the big town playing the Masonic and well yeah in Toronto and then we end up, I wanted to go near where my parents were. I wanted him. To, I himself. wanted them to know that their son played in a band and was was playing. Right. You know, not just pretending. Right. So I said to this booking agent, no matter what, you got to book us in Detroit, and then you got to book us across the river in Windsor. Yeah. So that I can invite my parents so they come over over there and yeah. see it. But we were partying a lot. Yeah. A real lot. Yeah. And uh, probably my fault. Yeah. You know, in retrospect, when you think about it, and uh, it's okay. You know, just, you know, you don't regret your life. <laughs> when I, we're, you ever heard of a guy named Daryl Fields? He's a, he's a guitar player. Yeah. He does a Jimi Hendrix thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, and he's really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was doing a gig with us back then. Okay. <laughs> I never knew him, but I knew he was coming, and I heard that he was really good, and I heard that he does a Hendrix thing with the two white guys in the background, just yeah. like, bam, just like that, right? Randy so, Hansen was doing that. Yeah. There was another Canadian guy, uh, Fr Frank Marino. Frank Marino. Right. Uh, Mahogany Rush. But anyway, so what you're doing this gig with Daryl? So Stu tells me, he goes, you, you got to do good here now. You got to do good. You got to come up with something different, Shane. So we got a cinder block and a piece of four by four plywood, wrapped tin foil around it, nice and neat. You know, I mean, nobody knew that's what it was, and it was right by the little PA system, the big PA system, right next to my amp. And uh, I bored a guitar, a Les Paul, off somebody that was a bouncer at the door, 
and uh, it ended up, oh yeah, I got a little bit of a Coke bottle with a little bit of uh, uh, leaded gasoline. <laughs> no, 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 leaded gasoline. <laughs> and, and man, we, at the end of the tune, man, I had Stu was hiding behind my amplifier with another car cord plugged into a, with a, my SG, and he's ramming the thing in the back of the amp, getting feedback for me. And I got this thing, and I'm just doing a Jimmy Hendrix Monterey pop thing, just just smashing the living dog shit out of it, man. <laughs> it was splitters all over the place, man. <laughs> the fire department comes in with the hoses because they're lit on fire, and it's just like wham right right away. But that was the end of the band. That was the end of the band. They were gonna put us away, but I got away, <laughs> and I went to Florida. Okay, so you leave. Oh, I Canada. just said that on that thing, huh? Oh, I didn't mean to cough up that whole deal. <laughs> it was a while ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's when you leave Canada. Yeah. Never went, and you went back. to Florida. Now, what made, which made you think of Florida? It was warm. <laughs> okay. That's why Yig is in Florida, Canada. too. Because uh, same reason why Yig's in Miami, because Ypsilanti, you know. You have been around wintertime enough times, you know, it doesn't take long to get to. Wow. Okay. Okay. Let's hear some tunes and we'll get back to continue from Florida. Yeah, yeah. Adios, Grace. <laughs> See you later, Stewie. <laughs> Au revoir.
sample. Pull it out my pants and he gave me a sample. Kiss my stinky, sound real kinky. Right before you sniff my little twinkie. Talk right to you, better get it through you. Kissing my ass is all you gonna do, yeah. Kiss my ass, yes you can. Kiss my ass all night long. Kiss my ass, yes you can. Kiss my ass all night long. Kiss my ass, yes you can. Kiss my ass all night long. Kiss my ass, yes you can. Kiss my ass all night long. Talk to the nation, kiss my aspirations like the reaction gives That off is uh, Howlin' Wolf doing Smoke Stack Lightning. Oh, I love that. You know about that tune, right? Oh, boy. Then FF, FF by Mio. Mio's an Italian band. This cat, Manlio. You gotta see this cat play guitar. Uh. He's from a little uh, southwest of uh, Rome called Terracina. This cat don't use a strap. He'll, he'll take a chair and put his leg up there oh. and just uh, <laughs> shoulder it up here, but you've never seen a dude jam. I mean, this cat can fly. Wow. Manlio. Signore Manlio. Much respect. I'll see him in the fall when I go tour in Italy again. Amazing guy. Then we heard uh, an Orange County band uh, played in uh, Linda's Doll Hut and uh, this is where I get a lot of music. Cats just give it to me, you know. It's the way it is these days. Yeah, I don't play merch music. You know, it's the stuff that people give me. Yeah, and that. this band, Orange County band called Dick Jerky. 
and they gave me a song called Kiss My Ass, which is kind of a philosophical thing, probably. And then finally where he heard Circus in Their Mind by Roosterhead. I think they're Long Beach. Okay, so you're in Florida now. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, Florida was so much fun. Okay, it's warmer, but I mean, what, you just pointed your finger and started heading towards it? Did you know I, somebody I there? took her with me. What, what, was that the singer lady? She's a, she played a B3 organ in the craze. Organ. And she, okay. and she sang some songs, but I did most of the singing, but she's, you know, she sang good. So she bailed with you? Well, she could play bass with her feet on the B3. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, come on now. That's two yeah, people right there. Yeah, yeah. All I need yeah. now is a drummer. <laughs> okay. That's what it was. And then she was in Florida, too. Yeah, for a while. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what part? Tampa. St. Pete. Tampa. St. Pete. Yeah, Clearwater. I know it Tampa, well. St. Pete. Clearwater, yeah. I, I, know it, I know it very well. I lived in a trailer there with my grandma for a little while. Is that right? St. Petersburg. You yeah. ever play Skipper Smokehouse down there? No, Janice Landing, no. State Theater downtown. Peanut Gallery? Mm. Oh, those are fun places, man. Uh, some place. Well, it was probably a different era. I can't remember the name. I've been there many times. St. Peter's more the old people's town. It's also, though, got the Salvador Dali Museum. Uh, they've got some clubs down there nowadays that are just smoking. Yeah. Partying, partying, partying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I draw a blank. Tampa, usually I'm downtown. That's where the cigar rolling first got going. Oh, yeah? There's a bunch of memorials yeah. to it there. <laughs> yeah, believe it. I should be not. Cigar rolling? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, so for a while, and what's this band called? What, you get a, a Florida drummer? Yes. You know, I can't remember his name. There's sure, no way sure. I can remember. I, uh, this didn't last long? No, no, it lasted until uh, um, I came to L.A. So from Florida, you go to L.A.? Yeah, we're going to leave that one nice and mellow right now. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's a good way to end the second hour. We'll pick that up. <laughs> yes. It's been the uh, second hour of the March 13, 2012, Waffle Show. Hold tight for hour three. March 13, 2012, it's the third hour of the Lot from Pedro show. Here's some more shame. Get some clothes on.
down to the hot five burning rate and push it down below. Brother Rodolph, he said he's got your back. He's got your back. 
This spiel is for Mike Watt, a rock concert, the hyphenated man, a drummer from California, a young lad exploring dreams, an old hand at the boat, always an excellent bassist, lights blink back and forth, Watt's amp stands tall still, his knees seem to be okay, thumping the bass around, tight knit and well-sounding music, there at the high noon saloon the tour goes down, the boat stops here, barely time to greet old friends, try saying hi at a gig, but I love the man, the projects roll on, the attitude is real, straight rocking the DIY and keeping the dream. Going on the road is a fine thing, singing the song of a working man's dream. This spiel is for the common man. Joseph Richard Brewer, Madison Sanity, 2012. People are saying that your new music sounds a lot like Bob Dylan. Well, maybe Bob Dylan sounds a lot like me. You know, how come nobody ever asked Bob Dylan why you sound so much like Dewey Cox? Mailboxes drip like lampposts in the twisted birth canal of the Coliseum. Rim job fairy teapots mask the temper tantrum. Oh, say, can you see them? Stuffed cabbages, the darling of the laundromat. The mouse with the overbite explained how the rabbit. What the hell is this song about? I have no idea. The skinny, skinny you guys are idiots. This song is very deep. Inside the three-eyed monkey within inches of his toaster oven light. You want show and tell? Well, the smell of a woman, merely suggested by the stink of me is often sufficient to make me abandon everything. Watch for Pedro Show. You start off the third hour again with more Shane and Brian music, uh, Devil's Kitchen, and then we heard uh, Basho with Remember, Old Woman, Young Man. I think they're Germans. Hamburg. And then Old Man Cachinas. Uh, yeah. This is from uh, your pad the other week. Uh, we had uh, They're not actually Pedro band. None of those people are from Pedro. I see. Some Lamita and some Orange County. Some Carson. Baseman was Carson. Yeah. What are these guys? They're called Cachina. Cachina. Oh, okay. There's ladies, and they named the band that, and they have a good time with it. Yeah, but that was at Vinnie Vegas' pad. Then after that, we had. Uh, spiel for Mike Watt. Oh, yeah. J Jack Brewer's cousin Joe Brewer sent me a poem from uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Cool, man. And then uh, Walk Hard by Dewey Cox. Uh, there's a story behind the Devil's Kitchen. Yeah, there is. Bring it. Um, coming from Canada, did you come to live in Southern California here? Via Florida. Well, yeah, but Via Florida was only like a two-year stop, so you don't really get the flavor until you really taste it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you don't get to taste it here until you tasted it for sure, and that's not going to happen in a day or two or a year. Yeah, yeah. You give yourself yeah, put in some five, time. six good years, yeah. and those five, six good years got to be in the environments where the taste is there. Yeah. Right. Well, Southern California being a, a, in a biker community, you might say. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's pretty much who I've always played for, no matter what, no matter yeah. what country, no matter what place. Uh, a lot of clubs and stuff. Well, down over here, the clubs got to hold me for sure. And uh, all of a sudden, man, I'm playing down in Englewood for the heathens and uh, fucking bounty hunters and 
some Marvel stuff and some you know Marvel stuff, whatever. But it's, it's, I've always played for the clubs. And when I wrote the Devil's Kitchen, I was sure was playing for a club. I don't want to say who, but I was. And uh, there was some violence involved. A heavy scene. A heavy scene. Oh yeah, there was. Uh, um, beware of the food you get in the Devil's Kitchen. Yeah. When the yeah. devil's kitchen, what is he doing? What is he doing in his kitchen? He's cooking, right? Yeah. Anyway, what is he cooking in the kitchen? It ain't fucking potatoes. No, he's stirring it up. He's fucking making batches. You know, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's, it's going on. You know, yeah. 72 hours worth of whatever you got to do. You know, cooking your stew, making your brew, making the crew today, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> well they, had me, they, had, they had me as their entertainment. Sure. And to tell you the truth, you know, I still wasn't hip to any of this shit yet. Uh, kind of, sort of, but I don't want to be stupid, but not really. And not the seriousness of it all, and, uh, yeah. at all. You know, it was more like a social kind of a wonder thing. Yeah. But uh, they were serious. Yeah, I could imagine. Oh, yeah. And uh, when there was a couple of uh, deaths involved, then, uh, then it got to be... Uh, and then, and then uh, a lot of cops were in the environment, you know, a lot of Riverside County sheriffs and shit like that. And when you're out in the middle of nowhere... Sun City in the middle of some mat, some yeah. mountain overlooking Marietta down the ways, and you take it's a three mile trek up the mountain. You got to have an ATV to get up there. <laughs> and then when you're up there, you see three big trailers. Yeah, how they get no these trailers bags. up this there? Is, we're not talking bush, no, bush, bush man. <laughs> How they get these trailers up this road, man? It's impossible, man. You got to have a four wheeler, five hundred thumper ATV to get up there. How they get these goddamn airstreams up here? <laughs> <laughs> airstreams, yeah, uh, full on. <laughs> so, I, so they got a generator on the side of the mountain here, and, the, and I'm playing solo for them. Yeah, you know, they went and got me a guitar. They went and got me an amp. They got me a generator. Here you go. They came to Pedro. Come and got me. Come on out here. So here we are. And I fucking all of a sudden I'm realizing where I'm at. Wow, this is weird. You know, and I, and uh, there was a guy over there. He kept calling. He said, "My name is Road Dog." I said, Road Dog? Road Dog? What's a Road Dog? <laughs> I had no clue. Not a clue. Uh, Not a, even a clue. That's when I realized that in Southern California, you can have a dictionary of English, and then you can have another dictionary with those exact same words, hustle, tax, you name it, Road Dog, you, you know, whatever you want to call slang. it. Slang. Slang. Yeah, same words, man, different topic. Here. People slang slang. Ooh, man. <laughs> so what, when, he, when he told me that what was going down at this particular time, yeah. and uh, he was giving me some heads up, he knew that I was getting schooled yeah for sure and don't just play music thinking that you're just up here not around something that might get you a lifetime worth of trouble yeah and worse than that is uh if you do decide to stay and play for these guys that uh if something happens it could be something that'll affect you forever for example an old lady get popped or somebody you know who knows what could happen yeah and ended up where my best friend got killed and, and oh, it's, it's, I tell you, man, it's, it's, there's, no, there's a reason why I've been playing this blues stuff, you know, and not, they're not just because of the bees and the buddy guys and the Alvin Wolfs of the world and Sun Houses of the world. Well, all, I love them all so dearly. But uh, as a man, you get your own stories, and if you're real with yourself, you can say them. And yeah. the Devil's Kitchen is that. I, was, uh, I, I remember reading off a Leonard Skinner album, you know, Give Me Back My Bullets, yeah. and, and Ronnie Van Zant was saying, you know, that's not about load my gun. It's about give me back my bullets so you don't use it to shoot anybody. Yeah, right. You don't stop the shooting. Same with the beware of the food in the devil's kitchen. Is so heads up, guys, man. You start doing this shit and you might get hooked on it. And if you get hooked on it, you might take you fifty years to get out of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. not eighteen months of rehab. It might take you ten years and two wives. You know. Yeah, yeah. Beware of the food in the devil's kitchen. Understand, you have just been forewarned. I just warned you. Straight up. That's what the lyrics are about. Yeah. Yeah. 
And there, there was some times when I played that, people in the audience, they knew exactly what I was saying. Exactly. And they'd come up to me after the show, and they wanted me to know that I knew. They would give me a piece of paper of some kind that, that have a, a note yeah. on it, you know? Oh, you know. I know. See, we're on the same page. <laughs> we're on the same page, brother. Pedro Brothers. Pedro Brothers. Wow. So this kind of fits in with the move to Cal. This happened after a couple of years here? Yeah. Okay. You got into ironworking. Yeah, uh, you know, playing at these other other cities and other states, yeah. other countries, other yeah. cities there, you, uh, when you're out of California, I'm sure you know this, when you're out of Southern California, yeah. you can command a dollar. Yeah. You get paid. They'll have us, you know, there'll, there'll, be, there'll be facilities over there where you're going to, you're required to have an SPA, some lights. You know, you're gonna have to have a show going on to do this little circuit. That's all there's to it. Yeah. Because that's what they have. That's what they expect. Yeah. In Southern California, not only do they not expect that, you can just blow them off by just having a small little chink ass shit SPA. You know, I got one in here. <laughs> but you know, put it on, set a tripod, and here you go. You know what I mean? And uh, but they don't pay you. I mean, come on, man. I've Harold's. I played Harold's. Probably for the 12 New Year's have gone by, I bet you I've done nine of them. Okay. Right? For you people on the radio, Harold's is uh, one of our uh, more classy establishments here in San Pedro. I think it's been here since the early 50s. 53 and, uh, or something like that. Shane has done a lot of gigs at Harold's. Yeah, you absolutely. I've played some gigs. Yeah, but he's, he's got an army. Oh. Did we cite some bad's birthday? That's right, huh? Yeah, that's, that's right. not long ago. That's yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So what you're saying is the iron worker, you had to look into this. I didn't. Well, what's, I, at my gigs was bikers and iron workers. Yeah, I didn't know I had iron workers there. Huh. Yeah, but a lot of iron workers are, are bikers. Sure, That's sure, how, sure, how, sure. Chuck McGinnis, he sure. had full dresser. You know, <laughs> coming over, big beard, beard guy. I so didn't that, know that was the connect. Okay. Yeah. Well, they asked me if I wanted to make a living while I'm doing this. Yeah. Because they knew that I was hurting. Yeah. So they asked me if I joined the apprenticeship, no matter what. Yeah. And I was an older guy then, you know. Yeah. Then the rent wasn't nineteen years old when yeah, they would right. take them in, and you get these young bucks that are nineteen and twenty-eight years old. They're yeah. full of piss and vinegar, man. They're ready to go. Yeah. You know, they're good, good young men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strong. Well, at thirty-seven, I did that. Well, wow, dude. So I did my whole apprenticeship like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you never stop with the music. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All that did was right, all that right. did was a uh, hey, man. Ever since 1997 to, yeah. to this very day, yeah. every penny that I've made as an iron worker has gone for a roof over my head, some clothes on my body, yeah. some food in my belly. I learned to have insurance for a car. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a new car, but it's all gone into this music. All 24 albums, all the gear that you see in here, or the people that have come in here to get paid to do what they're doing. Yeah. It, everybody. What? Well, here's some music, and then I want you to play for us here in the jungle live. Okay? That'd be fun. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to do that for you, Mike. I went down and I told the man, I went down, told the judge, the 
other man Well, he shot first the other wooden bugs Well, you're climbing up a mountain You can't see me Some folks, they like to wear all black Some folks like to wear white But I try to stay undressed And stay up every night Where you're climbing up a mountain You can't see me I used to own a barber shop, I want it in a hand But now the tax is too damn high, I have to get back to the land Well, I'm climbing up the mountain, you can't see me All the fans of Big Stream like you've seen on TV Never even put it up, found out it don't suit me Well, you're climbing up the mountain She hated me, I swear to God, so much she couldn't see. She had a cold, that hard stare, and drove a hearse to tea. Well, you're climbing up the mountain, you can't see me.
lot for Pedro Show. Uh, you just heard Infinity, Infinity, Infinity by the sunburned hand of the man. I think they're Western Massachusetts. Okay. And before that, we had some live Cretans from uh, Fillmore West, 1970, Fortunate Son. I think I could play some guitar. John yeah, you can. Yeah, you, you know he's still playing? In fact, his road manager is a Pedro dude. Really? Yeah, what's his name? Uh, uh, Leo, Leo Rossi. That's it. Wow, man. That's it. And um, ahead of that, we had Flight of the Paintbrushes by Ott. That's Chris Groger in Austin, Texas, another Texan man. And then Mountain by John Wayne, bro. Uh, so what you had to do was... Uh, do your apprenticeship, getting the uh, iron workers. Yeah. But you're still doing music. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what happened then? I turned into two people. Okay. I had, oh I had oh to, yeah, like Franz Kafka, the two desks. I had, I had to. Yeah. Or else, and then plus you have to get double the energy. Yeah, right. If you don't have double the energy, one's not going to happen. Sure, sure. And, and and you also have to have double the faith and belief. So music man, nighttime, daytime Iron Man. Yeah. So what the newspaper wrote? Iron worker by day, blues man by night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. But oh, now, when you were doing these uh, Devil Kitchen gigs, this is you solo. So no band. Yeah, at first. Okay. At first. At first. Then you start putting together band of what? Pedro guys, South Bay guys. Pedro, Pedro guys. Yeah, Pedro guys. Okay. Yeah, with Jimmy Solo. Jimmy Solo, piano man. Yeah. My biker buddy of mine down here took me to see somebody yeah. that has had a studio and was always there and I didn't have any gear and he goes ah you can't just do nothing I'll take you to a place where I guarantee you he'll record you or else I'll break his arm I told you man I hang out with that crew yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> Jesus okay, don't piss Shane off so he <laughs> but maybe he really w wanted to record you. I don't know. Jimmy. He didn't know me. <laughs> he didn't know. He had no choice. When, okay. he, when, he, when we walked in there, that's what Bob said. I'm a big Bob. His name's Big Bob, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Jimmy had guitars like this. As a matter of fact, that stand, that little holder, comes from him. Okay. And uh, when I took the guitar off the wall, I took the holder eventually, too. But, uh. <laughs> 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 but anyway. He just goes like this. He leans backwards, and he's still on his mixer, and he's got his keyboard there. He leans back. He points to the wall. He goes, "Pick up that." And I didn't know what he was talking about because he wouldn't give me the time of day for the first ten minutes I was in there. And then all of a sudden, he's just pointing, pointing, pointing. You know, okay, picks it up, and I pick it up and play something. Come on, let me hear you. <laughs> wow. And then I wrote a song about Bessie Peterson from Walker's Cafe. Yeah. Right wow. then and there, I called it "Made in the Shade." Cool. Way cool. <laughs> Where was his studio? It was uh, it was on Shepherd Street. Did Pedro? Yeah. Shepherd, yeah, by the water. Yeah. It was perfect, man. Perfect. I just it was it was right by Walkers. Right by Walkers. There's a lot of hidden yeah, right, not far from Walkers. Yeah. A lot of hidden it's stuff on Pedro. There is. There's I there's more hidden know. stuff than I think that we even know of because well, a, I didn't know there was a studio down there. Well it was pretty Damn. private, you know what I mean? Was, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Although there was some people that went in there, they were like, oh, Danny Tams, man, he plays everywhere, mm -hmm. like you, you know, he plays everywhere, we're all sure. these good guys, you know, and, uh, he went in there and he joined me on that track, he, just from a call that Jimmy made that night. Wow. Yeah. 
That was your first time recording, Pedro. At a yes, studio. it was. Okay. Yeah. That was a that was the start of something. That was the start of phase two in life. Yeah. Phase two in Shane's life. Yeah. First phase was all the way up, going through that, all through that education, all that yeah. learning, all that maturity, and then phase two started. Then this is phase three right here today. All right. Just so you know, <laughs> it's definable. Right. I'm phase three. Wow. So phase two. Uh, just, to, just to continue with the story, yeah, twenty-four albums. Right, there's twenty of them right there. From phase two to phase three, yeah. There's twenty of them right there. And right up there. Looking at the, the jungle here, <laughs> you don't have to go into people's studios anymore. You do it here, right? Jimmy set me up after that with some beer right away. Okay, okay. As soon as he mixed it the next. So day. another apprenticeship. Now this. And then the studio apprenticeship. Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, the recorder's right there. I still keep it. It's a four-track uh, Tascam. Okay. I got a milk crate of masters. From that milk crate, a lot of original ideas I had. Yeah. I, I pillaged from it, and I made this three one these solid gold treasure chests. Sure. I call it just a, it's a trilogy thing. Uh -huh. It's got 32 songs written from the day I quit the Disney Concert Hall to come to my boat to work on the studio that Jimmy put well, Yeah, on we got to tell people about that. It's awesome. Uh, you listeners there, uh, I got to play with Shane at the Disney Concert Hall. Was it 2006? 2006, March. March. It was uh, Mr. Glenn Branca's uh, Symphony Number no. 13, Hallucinations City. He uh, came to town, uh, ended up with 64 guitars, 20 basses, one drummer. Awesome. And uh, At the Disney Concert Hall. Disney Concert Hall. <laughs> did three days of heavy practice. Oh, God. Okay, because this was a piece. I bet you never did that, reading the music and all this. Mike, that was pretty wild. Mike, you, the gig yeah. came to me through you. I did not know yeah. how to read music. Well, Glenn, uh, <laughs> Glenn uh, wanted to reach out and get people on board, so I put the word out. How awesome. It, was most, it is the most premier favorite memory I have, period. Bar none. Just a whole experience. Yeah, because I didn't I know how to it. read, and those, all those cats in that group. Oh yeah, I know. They, they all went to college and stuff. A lot of them did. Come on now. Shit, yeah. They were, Shit, were yeah. smart guys. In the school of life, like uh, Nels Klein. Now I remember him being there. Yeah, totally. He was there, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it was, you know, I got sick on the last day of the prac. I had to do the gig in a fever. I didn't know the, that. Yeah, but there's no way I was staying home. I did that thing in a total fever. Remember how they wouldn't let anybody take pictures or cameras? Yeah. In there? Yeah. Well, I, went, I had a, a couple of my crew go down there, and uh, some little chick ain't going to tell these guys not to take any pictures. It ain't going to happen. And I got some <laughs> pictures of us. I didn't pictures of both of us. We're, we're oh, wow. on the ovation, you know? You had your plaid red shirt on. I had a red flannel and, on, I remember. I had my red, white, and blue. Uh, I think it's right here. Oh, uh, oh yeah, there you are. Shit, that's it. Well, you guys get the same mustaches. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because I remember there was a room in the back. I think that's after we're done. That's right. Yeah. Hey, did you remember what I did at that at the Journey of Oz? Did you catch that? Because the bases were you know, there's so many people in the orchestra. You're like way back there. I was by, right next to the drummer, uh, but I was right in front of. You guys John. were in sections of fives out front. I, I was the one row back in front of John. Yeah. Our conductor. Yeah. Yeah, John Meyer. And, and I was one row, one seat away from the center aisle that takes you right to him. Yeah. So, well, I was kind of in the center, too, because I was right next to Virgil. I was right but I was way behind you guys. We were up in the... Be 
back with him. I don't know if you can imagine this, but the stealth mode. Just remember the, remember this term for the moment. Stealth yeah. mode. Stealth mode. Yeah. Well, as an iron worker, yeah. especially working at the concert hall, yeah. and then playing with the band that's in a sold out show. You helped build hall, this band. Oh yeah. Then yeah. <laughs> it's one of the most weirdest buildings in the whole wide world that's right. ever been built yeah. on iron. That's for sure. Right. And uh, Frank Gehry. Oh yeah. yeah. And and so. Imagine the ironworker now. You got to know that I had to say to the ironworkers that were there that, hey, there's an ironworker in the crew here, yeah. <laughs> in the band. Right, <laughs> right, right. So I brought my, my Carhartt jacket with the, it's got a great Mad Max in there. Yeah, I sure. A big uh, logo on the back. So I put it on the back of the chair. And uh, I remember I wore my safety glasses and I put my, 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 my flag shirt, my red, white, and blue, which I'm yeah. so proud of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't know how to read, so I bluffed the whole thing, the whole gig, that's for sure. And so when the guy beside me was flipping his pages, I would take my page and I'd just flip it and I'd fling it in the air like a cartoon, you know? <laughs> That's why I got the glasses. Nobody could see that I was looking like that. Like that. <laughs> and I did that to like all 50 of those pages. It was trippy guitar, too, which oh, had yeah. like, what, three B, uh, E strings? And oh, man, I think we had three E strings and, a, and there was only two different kinds of strings on our alto ones. <laughs> Uh, only two different kinds. Of, different were, groups had different strings. Uh, us bass guys were standard, was all but the these same. guys, yeah. The tuning, tuning was all the same. Right. No, alternative tunings are a bitch. No, 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 no. I mean, all well, the strings were the same. You know, it was first piece. All the strings were the same tuning, no matter if there was a B or an E. It oh, would all be tuning. E tuning. It would all be yeah, like a slide tuning. It would all sound like that. No, 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 no. no. They all had that tone, the contra pitch. Really? Uh, an E, yeah. Yeah, wow. I tell you what, it's the most coolest experience a musician could ever go through. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely. Check that out on YouTube or something. No, uh, it's not there. No, it ain't. They have not released. There was no like, recordings of it made. I've, I've, uh, I've. And in a way, I don't know how they could have because the sound was from so many places. Where would you put the mics? Yeah, outside. Or you know, when, if you think about it, Mike, I don't know yeah. what it was. It's funny to be able to talk about this with you today. Yeah. Uh, the sound for me, uh, where I was, yeah. it was like a, a wave coming through. It was sound. for me too. Okay, <laughs> so, so when, did it hit the wave hit you after it hit me? Yeah, it, yeah. So it flowed like that. It was and bouncing around the room. It was Amazing. a trip. It was a, it was a, it was surreal for me. Yeah. It was one of the most amazing experiences for me, and I've done a lot of gigs too. Yeah, but I, I was it was quite an honor for me and unforgettable. Awesome, huh? and to share it with you is bitching. Oh yeah. Uh, Shane's got his acoustic guitar here. Is there a story behind his Martin? It's got a lot of people's name on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got to sign it once. Did you? Yeah. Well, you might have signed another one because this one here this is like a. There's been a couple of these, but this one here has been. You put it yeah. this way before you leave, you sign it again. No worries, dude. Yeah. Uh, Rod Wiggins at uh, Hope Chapel on Ninth Street in Pacific. Yeah. Heard that I needed a guitar and I didn't have any instrument at all. He didn't know who I was, but he came down to find me. Yeah. And he handed me his Martin. Damn. Wow, dude, a Martin, dude. And he goes, I know, I've had this thing for 17 years. Yeah. He goes, I just know God told me to do this and to give it to you because I think. That you need something to help you say what you got to say. Bitching man. Was he right Respect or right? Down. Was he yeah. right? Back then. The place over there where the old YWCA is? Where the old bowling Yeah, yeah. Said. It used to be called Gay 90s Bowling Alley. Yeah. <laughs> old days, I swear. That yeah, was it was. I'm older. Back when Gay <laughs> you remember? <laughs> no, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, Joe. I didn't mean to light you up on that. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it mature. Drop the quarter in the machine. <laughs> anyway, Brother Shane's going to play for us on this uh, gift. Yeah. Martin, that you've had a number of years now, number and uh, 
here live at the jungle here on Watford Peter, so bring it to us. All right.
coming back And you know it's gonna hurt me so bad And you know it's true, baby You really got it coming, darling. You know it's gonna hurt me so bad, baby. Cause I've been working so hard, baby. Bring my hope in you, darling. But ain't that just the way life's meant to be for me and you, baby?
about your musical journey. Very interested. Like the music's fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, yeah. and it's something we get to share, and it's a, it's a fabric. It's a language a between us. Yeah. Like interesting flavor. And, and every different flavor of music. Yeah, that's and every right. different flavor of genre. Every there's a different dialect. And that's really, you know what I've learned? I'm only 54, but you need the balls. Everybody's got some something to teach me. And it's a language to say. Yeah, that's what I've learned. That's right. I've learned, and I feel very honored to come to the jungle and hear about your story and hear you play. If you do that for your son like that, it's beautiful. Yeah, and down to him. So uh, I want you. Th I want to thank you, <laughs> brother. Thank you, man. Be on the uh, March twelfth, two thousand. No, it's March thirteenth. Thirteenth. Yeah. Right. We had a leap year. I had a life my life, man. Thank you. Two thousand thirteen edition of the Watt from Pedro show. Truly my honor. We'll have you on again. Play some album number uh, twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even get to Shane, Shane, Shane. No, I know. We'll get to it. I see Shane, Shane, Shane up there. Okay, uh, people, it's been the Watt for Pedro show, March 13, 2012. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>